From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This, this is Stronger Together, Closer to God. Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, and in today's episode, we are going to dive deep into a discussion on pride and how it can impact your marriage. I want to give kudos and applause to a recent message I heard from Pastor Robert Madu, who was a recent guest pastor at Elevation Church. In his message entitled, No Crowns, he challenged the Elevation family members to watch for the signs of pride and check it before it's too late. I included the link in the show notes, and my wife and I encourage all you to take a listen or watch it within your spare time. It is during this message that the Holy Spirit reminded me of how critical it is to understand the pride and its impact on our relationships or success if we're not properly handling them immediately. See, Pastor Robert had carbon monoxide detector as a prop. And he explained carbon monoxide is sometimes called the silent killer because it is not detectable and can impact the removing of oxygen from your body. This is why every new home is required to have these carbon monoxide devices in their home. And just like carbon monoxide is a silent killer, pride is too. So how do you define pride? Well, pride is a rebellion against God because it attributes to oneself. And pride is undue confidence in and attention to one's own skills, accomplishments, state, possession, or position. In other words, it's all about me. It's not about anybody else. It's not about anything else. And all materials, resources, and stuff, I did it because I was able to make it myself. And see, how does this pride look like in your marriage? Well, I took the word pride and made an acronym out of it. Let's check it out. P stands for people are lesser than me. Proverbs 3.34 warns us that he has no use of conceited people who think of anybody else as lesser than him. And this is an emphasis here is that person who is prideful are going to not think about other people. They're only going to think about themselves. The R in pride stands for the root of other emotions like anxiety, indecisiveness, anger, selfishness, being unforgiven. A lot of times these emotions are the beginning stages that can lead into pride. Or in other words, you can look at it as the branches that stem from the root of pride. I before me, even before God and my spouse. Everything that this person who is prideful does is as a result of him or her. So it's not about that God helped me to get this or God's intervention provided this opportunity is because I did it. I was able to work for it. I was able to provide the house. I was able to provide the car you're driving or all other materialistic things. Instead of looking to the father, the source or the collaboration between the spouses, it's all about me. The D stands for do not ask for forgiveness because they don't admit their sinful conditions. It ain't my fault. It wasn't me. And if you expect an apology, that's not going to happen. And then the E is they are easily tripped up in their mind. So when those opportunities come up, when they know the truth is right in front of them and speaking to them, they're going to not acknowledge it. They're going to come up with some other statement or reason or rationale to make it seem like it's not. It's because of you. It's not because of me. And see, the possible characteristics or places that discuss this in the Bible, one is from a kingdom mindset of a nation and the impact of pride, and one is from a 
relationship of a marriage and the impact of pride. Let's check it out here. Jeremiah 49 verses 15 through 16 from the easy to read version talks about this city called Edom. Edom was a great nation and did a lot of great things, but their pride got in the way. And as a result of this, it says, Edom, I will make you become unemployment. This is from the word of the Lord, who is being spoken to by Obadah, who is a prophet. He has his own chapter, but it's mentioned in Jeremiah 49 verses 15 to 16. Everyone will hate you, Edom. You made other nations afraid, so you thought you were important, but your pride has fooled you. You live in caves high on the cliffs. Your home is high in the hills. But even if you build your home as high as an eagle's nest, I will bring you down from there. This is what the Lord said. And so you see that a nation that have the ability to be successful, to be able to succeed, fail because of their pridefulness. How about Ananias the Sapphira? Now, notice this one is going to have some stem roots and some other emotions that impact them. But the root of it is pride. See, Ananias. And Sapphira had this idea. They were going to sell a piece of their property. The wife knew. The husband knew what he was going to do. And they thought they would go to Peter and say, hey, I'm willing to give this property to you. Maybe it was because of fear. Maybe it's because of the fact that they felt if this don't work out, we have a backup plan and we go from there. But notice what Peter says. This is Acts 5 verses 1 through 10. However, a man named Ananias, along with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property with his wife's knowledge he withheld some of the proceeds from the cell he brought the rest and placed it in the care and under the authority of apostles peter asked ananias how is it that satan has influenced you to lie in the holy spirit by withholding some proceeds from the sale of your land wasn't that property yours to keep after you sold it wasn't the money yours to do whatever you wanted what made you think of such a thing? You haven't lied to other people, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he dropped dead. Notice the impact that is happening. Is that Ananias. The Sapphira thought of this great idea, scheme in a sense. Greed might have been a factor in it, whatever the case may be. But as a result, they were truthful to the heavenly father and see you got to remember that the apostles and other leaders at this time were sacrificing everything can be used for the kingdom of god and they will use their resources to help each other out but this was not the plan of Sapphira and probably not the plan of Ananias. And as a result of their actions, Ananias passed away. You will find out later on, and as you read further into that scripture, you will discover that Sapphira comes back and she gives the same answer as Ananias does. And Peter gives the same answer to her. And unfortunately, she dies too. This is why we always hear this saying that pride comes before the fall. What does that mean? Well, let's look at the scriptures. Proverbs 16, 18 of the easy to read version says pride is the first step towards destruction. Proud thoughts will lead to your defeat. The Passion Translation puts it in another way. Your boast becomes a prophecy of a future failure. A higher you lift up yourself in pride the harder you fall in disgrace. What about James 4, 6 from the Good News Translation? As the scripture says, God resists the proud. How about God's word from Proverbs 29, 23? A person's pride will humiliate him. How about the Good News Translation of Matthew 23, verse 12? Whoever makes himself great will be humble. And then also Proverbs 3, 
Verses 34, he has no use of conceited people. In other words, you see in scripture that pride is something that God does not approve of and we have to get it checked before it will bring the demise to ourselves. So let's discuss the solutions to overcome this. You got to humble yourself. Humbleness is a proper attitude one should have in relation to God. Pastor Roberts mentioned this, that humility is the hinge upon which the heavens open up in your life. Humility gives more accurate perspective of oneself in the world. And God is not about going to bring prideful people down just out of vengeance, but it's because of the result of judgment with the first two commandments of the Bible. Matthew 22 verses 37 through 40 of the New Living Translation says it, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So how do we humble ourselves? We're going to make an acronym out of that. The H stands for honor my wife and God. The U is unified with my wife and God. The M is to magnify his glory with everything you do. The B is to bend sin to its knees. And that requires us to have accountability partners. What does that mean? Well, accountability partners keeps us making sure that we're aligning ourselves to the word of God. So husbands, do you have men of God that you are assigned to that will help keep you in check? Wives, are you assigned to women of God that will keep you in check as well? And as a married couple, do you have married couples who are aligned with God's word that will help keep you in check? See, when you do that, L, you're going to leave pride behind. You're going to cut pride right out of its roots. And you're going to also work on those things that relate to the emotions. And then E, you're going to edify each other and everyone else that you're connected with. See, here's the benefit of humbleness. I'm going to go back to some of those verses I read earlier because I didn't fully read the entire statement. Proverbs 3.34 of the Good News says, He has no use of conceited people, but shows favor to those who are humble. Matthew 23.12 says of the Good News, Whoever makes himself great will be humble, and whoever humbles himself will be made great. How about James 4.6? But the grace of God gives is even stronger. As scripture says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then God's word from Proverbs 29, 23 says, a person's pride will humiliate him, but a humble spirit gains honor. See, in summary, just like Superman had his kryptonite, we as humans have pride as our kryptonite. Not careful of what we can lose if we let pride be the center of everything. We can lose our career, a success, and so much more. Ask your spouse, am I prideful? or doing things that disappoint them. Listen carefully to their honest feedback and seek God to find ways to resolve the situation. For as James 4, 7 reminds us that when you realize you have an prideful spirit, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will run away from you. I want to close in this prayer that will help you bring you stronger together, closer to God, if you have this prideful situation happen. Heavenly Father, we're submitting to you, Heavenly Father, because we know we will gain peace when we submit our pridefulness to you. And we know that when we submit our pride and anything else that is displeasing to you, things will work well for us. So we're going to listen to your instructions and we're going to store them into our heart. And we are returning back to you, the Almighty, the Heavenly Father, because you are able to restore us and give us grace so that we can clean our life and be stronger together, closer to you. 
We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your guidance and wisdom that you will provide in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Make sure to visit our website at s2c2gministry.com where you can find out how to subscribe to the show, learn more about our ministry and the different coaching and workshop activities we host in the area. And while you're at it, drop us a line and let us know what thoughts are about the podcast today. If you found value in this show and would like to partner with us, just click on the partner tab on our website or go to bit.ly backslash partner for for marriage please tell a friend about the show and until next time peace and blessings to all of you